You there? Am I through? Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're there. through. Uh, Superfly put up Graham Couch at 5.05. And I did that long intro, and it's Clayton Safey. <laughs> it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I'm lowering our expectations, but I did a great little lead-in. Uh, to uh, Graham yeah, Couch, and all of a sudden it's Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com. It was complete silence. You, you sounded like the last time I asked a woman out to dinner last week. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was through. I thought maybe he called me early and I was waiting for Graham Couch. Yeah, and I was he made up. I'm, I'm going to rip this up right now. I'm just <laughs> ripping up the show sheet right here. There you go. I did an awesome lo- little segue from a mini huge opinion right in, thinking I'm going to Graham Couch. Now, I I have to tell you, Clayton, that I don't want to sound like we're disappointed you're there and not Graham Couch, right? That's all right. No, that's all right. I uh, understand. I'm just going to rip this up. I'm really upset. <laughs> I don't think I'm playing the thank you interview from the Collaborative Lab tomorrow with Superfly Hayes. I think that's going to hit the getting bumped uh, thing, but we'll deal with that. All right. Uh, the Michigan game, man, the last two Michigan games, the same same vibe, feeling that Michigan was in control, coming back, storming back. Looked like they were going to get W's at Assembly Hall in Champaign, or at Assembly Hall yesterday in Bloomington, before that in Champaign-Urbana. Uh, now it's Rutgers and a Purdue win. I think their only path to hearing their name on Sunday. Yeah, it would have been so much easier if they could have won one of those two games. It, it did kind of feel like the same story, especially with when you have multiple shots the potential game-winning shots and you're not able to get it done uh and you know they kind of uh, peed down their leg a little bit at the end with kobe buskin passing to, to hunter dickinson with two seconds left i've never seen a guy try to do that pass it up when when you really have no time left to a seven foot uh player uh, at half court but um you know so that's kind of been the story of the season they've lost a ton of close games that's 12 losses now by uh, two possessions or less hmm. or in overtime, uh, which is just going to kind of be that thing that everybody looks back at with this Michigan team, unless they find a way to, to put some magic together here in Chicago coming up this weekend. I agree with you. I mean, you, you got to beat Rutgers. Then you get a prime opportunity, albeit a, a very tough challenge against Purdue on Friday. Uh, then you do that. I'd say you're probably over the 50% mark of getting a bid, but would definitely seal it, I think, with a win over either Michigan State or Iowa or whoever makes it through uh, that kind of 4-5 path when you look at it on the Big Ten tournament bracket. So, I mean, there's an opportunity there, but, man, it, it was the much better opportunity was these last couple games. And I will say this, you know, Michigan's playing like a team that is good enough to not just get in the tournament, but, you know, win a game or two. I mean, those are two hostile environments that they barely lost in. But at some point, this is who you are. You know, you've got to find a way to win those games especially when you lost to Central Michigan and, and a bunch of other teams earlier on in the season, dug this hole for yourself. So really disappointing. And, uh, you know, it looks like most likely uh, Michigan will probably not make the tournament for the first time since 2015. Mm. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line here in the huge show across Michigan. I, I don't know because quality losses have been discussed a lot with the college football playoff committee and their weekly uh, releases of their rankings, and when the you know the playoff committee chair will talk before, during, and after. Uh, but I've never heard the word "quality losses" used a lot when it comes to the NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, I feel like it's more about just avoiding the disastrous losses, which Michigan didn't do this season, losing to Central 
uh, back on December 29th. It's funny, I was watching that game on a phone uh, down in Arizona covering the Michigan football Fiesta Bowl, and it's just funny to think back at how consequential that game was. If, if that would have gone differently, I think Michigan's path would be a little bit easier this week, even with all the close losses they've had, even in the Big Ten season. So that is going to come back to bite them. I think when you're comparing resumes between Michigan and a lot of these other bubble teams, it's going to be the, the stain that, that they look at and maybe separate uh, one of these other teams, like a Rutgers, who, you know, I think if Rutgers loses to Michigan on Thursday, they're probably out, uh, probably for sure. And then, you know, Penn State is fighting for a bid. Wisconsin's fighting for a bid. You know, but the difference between Michigan and those bubble teams, and not just the ones in the Big Ten, but the other ones as well, is that Central Michigan loss uh, and, and the lack of quad one wins. When you look at Michigan's resume, though, th- there are a couple things you got to watch. And I'm writing right now a, a rooting guide for Michigan fans this week because you're not just, you know, it's, it's not this black and white where you win two games, you're in. You need other things to happen as well, as we know. And Michigan State right now, 31 in the net. If they move up to 30, that turns into a quad one win. Pittsburgh is at 58, I believe. If they move up to top 50, since Michigan beat them by 30 on a neutral floor, that will move to a quad one win. And then if you do what you're supposed to do, win a couple games, you could you could have seven quad one wins coming out of this weekend. Then I think they'd be tough to uh, to leave out. So you got to watch the other games as well. So in one respect, it could be an exciting week, but also I think Michigan fans are pretty disappointed coming off the weekend. Well, two games you have to win. Rutgers plays a lot of defense. They've struggled offensively here at the end of the season. And you have Purdue who still is playing for a one seed, but I don't know if a one or two matters as much as a team that's played hard all season getting some rest. So how motivated will Purdue be to win a tournament? Not in their home state. It's not in Indy. It's in Chicago. That will be an interesting dynamic to watch. For sure. I was thinking about that with Purdue as well. I will say this, like, you know, they're four and four in their last eight. They've kind of stumbled here down the stretch, which is amazing, even though they won the Big Ten by three games, so give them credit for doing that. But, you know, they definitely have come down to life a little bit, so I do wonder what their motivation is going to be like going into this. You know, will they say, hey, let's try to get some momentum going before the NCAA tournament? I think if they, you know, at least get to Sunday in the Big Ten tournament, they're looking at probably a one seed. So that's another motivation factor as well. But you never, you just never know with these teams coming in. Like last year, remember Iowa? I think we talked about it, and I remember saying, like, this just feels like a team that really wants that thing, and, and sure enough, they ended up winning it. Uh, I was talking to Spike Albrecht, Michigan's former guard, uh, a few weeks ago, and he was saying back in 2013 when they made it all the way to the national title game, they didn't really care about the Big Ten tournament, and they bowed out in their second game there in a quarterfinal against Wisconsin back then. Uh, so, and you know that was a team that ended up making it all the way to the Final Four. So you just never know with some of these teams. Uh, if you're Michigan, you hope maybe. Purdue continues to play the way they have lately, uh, and you're the more motivated team. But uh, I will give Michigan credit for laying it on the line the last two games and coming back after that devastating double overtime loss Thursday, just a couple days later, in Assembly Hall, facing that environment. It was impressive that they came back and controlled the the game for for the most part, but it was kind of all for naught. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. I didn't almost forget it. I almost said Graham Couch again. Graham Couch from the Atlanta State <laughs> Journal will be joining us in our next segment. Uh, all those close losses. And again, it's yeah. hard to say, okay, well, the team played hard enough to get to that point, but the strategy side of finishing out, uh, whether that's on the players uh, for not executing, is that on 
Howard and his staff, uh, when you look at the ability not to close out winnable games, who do you pin it on the most? Yeah, it's tough to paint it with a super broad brush because there are just so many instances this year. Um, so the, the number one thing is they have not been able to get it done. When you look at it closer, um, I think it's been a, a combination. I, I really liked what they drew up at the end of double overtime against uh, Illinois on Thursday night. And then Joey Baker air balls a three. I know Jet Howard fouled out. You'd probably rather have him or somebody else taking that shot. But I still thought it was a clean look. And one of the reasons why he was open is because he was Joey Baker. Uh, then you look at what Michigan drew up at the end of the game against Indiana in regulation, and they try posting up Hunter Dickinson with Jet Howard throwing the entry in there. Indiana blows it up, uh, and then Jet Howard passes over to, to Dickinson on a, on a three-point shot that doesn't go. He's been good from three, but but not in that moment right there. I know he made the one against Wisconsin, but I feel like you could have got a better look. Kobe Buskin, who was controlling that game, didn't even get a touch. So I thought that was probably on the coaching, but there, there are countless other examples. Um, and I will say this, coming out, you know, whatever happens this weekend and beyond, potentially in the postseason for Michigan, I think a big focus of this offseason has got to be on some of those uh, crunch time scenarios. Uh, the other thing is you don't want to be in so many close games. You know, I mean, at best, they're probably coin flips. I know some teams are better than others, and Michigan's young. But you got to be a little bit better, uh, you know, to, to not be in those situations when you're up 10 in the second half or 12 like they were yesterday. So that that's part of it, too. I mean, I don't remember a season. I don't know if you do either, uh, Bill, but uh, a season with this many close games in general for Michigan. So part of it is just winning by eight or winning by six, I think, would help. A heck of a lot as well. Well, when you look at the Big Ten men's tourney field uh, for this week down in Chicago, Clayton, every team you can kind of say some are playing well. You mentioned Purdue's four and four in their last eight. Minnesota had a nice win over Rutgers. You, you look at Nebraska, who won at Iowa. I, there, there's not one game that I look at or a path where I go, this team's in trouble or this team can coast. Both sides yeah, of the bracket. I'm- we, t- we said it last week, it's going to be chaos. And then, you know, that was before we even knew what the bracket looked like. And now I look at it, and I could see a number of things happen. Look at the Wednesday game between Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, that's going to be appointment television if you're a Big Ten fan because Wisconsin's fighting for a bid. Ohio State isn't playing that poorly, even though they're the 13th seed. So it's amazing that it's gotten to this point. Penn State is actually a team I'm, I'm going to watch. They're desperate for an NCAA tournament bid as well. They've won five out of their last six. And with their three-point shooting and the way they spread the floor, they're not out of any game. They're, they've had two massive comebacks in the last week uh, and some huge wins down the stretch here. So I think them playing Illinois is going to be intriguing. What is Maryland going to do? They've only won two games this year uh, on the road, and now they're going away from College Park where they were so good in, in Big Ten play but now have to win uh, in the Midwest, which is you know something they haven't done a whole lot of this year, or if at all. So, uh, you know, but then Michigan State's playing good basketball. Northwestern has their veteran guards, and Indiana has looked like a top-ten team at times. So I don't know who's going to win this thing, but whoever does, it's going to be pretty well-deserved. Well, if you're a Michigan fan, you're rooting for Ohio State to beat Wisconsin, and Michigan wins against Rutgers, and all of a sudden their stock against Wisconsin uh, rises. You mentioned the Buckeyes. And I looked at that bracket, and I started to say, is it is it shocking to think that Ohio State could run the table? Could they play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do a little old school Jerry McNamara in Syracuse in the Big East tourney back in the day? 
Yeah, I mean, they could. And look at Iowa, who's sitting there to play that winner. We don't know what Iowa team's going to show up. Is it going to be the one that ran Indiana out of Assembly Hall on, what, Tuesday or Wednesday last week? Or is it going to be the one that just lost at home to Nebraska on senior day uh, when you have, what, probably a couple McCaffreys were getting honored or whatever they got going on over there? So I don't know what, what Iowa team's going to show up. That provides a clear path. And Michigan State is playing well, as we said, and, and we'll be waiting for them. But I could see Ohio State putting together. You know, they got talent. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Michigan fans are rooting for Ohio State, which is amazing, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, they're rooting for Illinois, a team that they don't really like right. that much, but they, they got to beat Penn State. So, um, you know, you're, you're kind of pulling for those teams right now and, and hoping that, you know, you can get the help you need. But first and foremost, you got to win your games. And, uh, you know, Rutgers is, I think, a pretty good matchup for Michigan. They won that game in Piscataway by 13, so that's you know a good sign, but they're desperate as well. So it's going to be laying it on the line again, and uh, maybe a few days off here will, will help. I think Michigan, three straight overtime games, pretty uh, pretty crazy, so they got to get their legs back. And they're playing as good as anybody in the conference. I mean, you think at Illinois, at Indiana, and you're shot away from winning uh, both of those games, coulda, woulda, shouldas, even if you just would have won against IU last night, should be interesting down in Chicago, to say the least. The Wolverine.com will have full team coverage of Michigan during the Big Ten tournament. And if they advance to the NCAA or uh, the NIT, that's at the Wolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the conversation. Have a great Monday night. You too. Have a great week.